2: Well, here we are then, ladies, and uh, gentlemen, a very warm welcome to the World Championship Daily, the only daily podcast, of course, throughout the tournament, giving you access uh, to the players in terms of interviews. We're giving you debate. We're giving you analysis. We're doing everything that you expect from a daily podcast throughout the 16 days of competition at the William Hill World Darts Championship. Welcome on to day one, a review of night one. My name is Jardeth Eaton. I am joined by Jack Gobby-Garwood and Phil Bars to talk darts with all of you as well. Uh, Gentlemen, it is nice to be back after having an evening off. I expected nothing less from you on the Live Lounge uh, to give me absolutely pelters for missing a show, but it's it's great to be back. Gob, how exciting is it to finally have this great tournament underway?
1: Oh, it is mega. And you can tell it was truly darkness today because for people that listen or, or watch the live lounge, I got Wi Fi. So not only did we have to start the dance, <laughs> this won't cut out. Um, well, fingers crossed if it does, you know, I'll asking for a refund. But yeah, honestly, the, the speed test looked fantastic. I, sh- I should be good to go for next year. What a start.
2: Well, I'm not being funny, but that is probably the most exciting thing that happened tonight, but we'll come on to that (laughs) in a second. Uh, Phil, you're obviously inside the bubble for us, as you always are. Um, A difficult night for you trying to upload um, stuff, uh, upload interviews out there, but in short, it's great to have the tournament underway. There's been that much build-up to it. It's felt like about a truckload of a build-up. It's finally happened.
3: Uh, Yeah, difficult, um, but I'm glad that it's out the way on the first night, all the teaming issues and, and, and stuff like that. It can only get better from... From here, um, good to be Dartmouth. however, we'll come on to it, but a little let down after the first night, if I'm being honest.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's start there, and uh, let's start, obviously, with the world champion, uh, Peter Wright. Obviously, it's tradition that the world champ Defends uh, and starts their defence on the opening night. Uh, Steve West was his opponent because he beat Amit Gitawala first game up. Uh, I'll be honest with you, nothing really to talk about there. It must be said, you know, one leg won by Amit, a couple of missed starts at a double, but Steve got the job done uh, but Gob obviously you've been picking uh, Snakey to win this tournament from pretty much since January the 2nd 2020 really <laughs> uh, uh, okay so the first set I thought do you know what Peter Wright is decent here at the moment 102 average uh, for the majority of that first set he was averaging 105 then he just seemed to slip a little bit he didn't really look at on all cylinders but I guess in a way that if you're gonna not look on all cylinders, a second round match is the time to do it.
1: Yeah, I will be honest, I've been bigging up Peter Wright, but this game was a was a banana skin for me. I didn't like the look of this at all. Um West is a more than capable player, especially if he starts finding his 180s, which he did towards the end, and that's looked like it could possibly change the tide of the game, but Snakey did his work early on. Um I think the drop off is because of the change in darts. They look very similar to the World Championship dart last year in terms of colour and, and the way that the barrels laid out, but uh, it's—I it, don't know what the word is—but it's sharper at the point almost. It narrows. Um, it's a different barrel basically, and I think look—you you can pick up a new set of darts and you can have a really good effect for ten minutes, and then it starts wearing off on whatever. And I, I just think that the effect of those darts being fresh and new in his mind, started to wear off. They started really well. Brilliant. You start missing a few darts or they're not quite as consistent as you want them to be, start dropping off a bit. And Peter Wright this year has been one of the most prolific 180 hitters on the tour. That that wasn't there tonight. Don't get me wrong. He matched it with a lot of 140s, which is good, but that's not Peter Wright's game. Those 180s just give him that impetus in the legs where he's struggling and that wasn't there for me tonight. So he doesn't play again until after Christmas now. It's job done, and I fully expect to see another change in dart by the time he comes back on stage for the round
2: three. I mean, absolutely. You know, death taxes Peter Wright not using the same setup as he did in his last game. We obviously know how this works. Phil, you touched on it there about the disappointment. I think the only non-disappointing thing, if you can call it that, was the get-up that Peter Wright was wearing. Obviously, all the time, delivers on the pre-Christmas outfits. This one, I think, pretty much topped the lot. Coming out as uh, the green, this is the best Christmas outfit he has ever worn. End Pratt. of, end of discussion.
3: No further questions, Your Honour. Well, and also as well, more than very anything, bold.
1: Yeah. I just think if you're defending champ with a banana skin of a game like West, you wear that and you get knocked out. You look like a bit of a prat. Uh,
2: because he hasn't looked like that sometimes in the in the well, conversations that he's made.
1: I know, but this was just this was just the next level, wasn't it? I'm I, I mean, I not get me wrong. He got away with it and it worked, but.
2: The, the, the thing for me, There's a lot more on himself
1: this, by doing this sort of thing.
2: Okay, well, the thing for me about about right, and, and we haven't really touched on West here at this moment in time, is that West. I thought that that fourth set. I thought when he came back out of the break in the second interval, and in the fourth set, where they had they had the one hundred and one checkout, and then West punished Miss Darts from uh, snake Bite to level in that fourth set. I think the key moment, obviously, of that fourth set was when simply misses two for an eighty to check out, would have been 2-1, had a chance to throw for the set, even if it, you know, in the fifth leg, right then finds 71, on tops. You you just know at that point that the game's done. Again, PB, I mean, obviously, you're not exactly in the Peter Wright fan club for new people to this uh, this show, obviously, find us during the World Championships. But, again... on a night of very little action, it must be said, and we'll talk about the rest of that in a second. This just summed it up, really. It was just a very professional job done. We'll see you after Christmas, Peter.
3: Uh, to a degree, um, I think he switched off and got lazy at two nil. I yeah, think he th- thought the job was. Do- I think he thought the job was done, and it could have bit him in the backside. It didn't, but. Was I impressed with Peter Wright
2: tonight? No. He's produced, he's produced better performances in that this year on the tour. There's no doubt about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was still 35% on the out-rated. one 19 tons. So, it, it's steady without being exceptional. I just think there's such a gap as a defending champ to play round three, round two on this opening night, to put yourself in round three. It's, he's got such a long way... I think it hampered Rob Cross's chance of defending the tournament previously. And for me, this, this performance is completely irrelevant. This is all about the result. Peter Wright's tournament starts after the break. That's it. This was just a get your job done. Make sure he's in the tournament. His tournament starts after the break or whatever his next round game is.
2: You're right, we'll start there. I'll be up sometime after Christmas, but yeah. before we do that, let's hear from the Grinch himself, who stole Steve West's Christmas. Sorry, uh, Westy. Uh, it's uh, Peter Wright, and here he is talking his press conference afterwards.
4: Peter, it's a very high bar you've set
5: for
6: yourself nowadays in terms of outfits, but you've been <laughs> cast today. Yeah, it was all about, as I say, uh, I've had a couple more interviews. Uh, it's all about... Uh, Trying to make people smile because we've had a horrible year and people's had a horrible year. You know, they lost loved ones and and it's just been uh, people lost jobs and stuff like that. And it's been you know it's been hard work for the PDC to get tournaments. Uh, you know, going and uh, you know they've done a fantastic job. And uh, you know it, I just wanted to cheer everyone up uh, and hopefully I've done that. It's so' quite comfortable. We have
4: been for many years. Trying to play world-class stuff, trying to play your best stuff, but also be an entertainer at the same time. It's
6: quite a difficult balance, isn't it? Yeah, it is difficult, you know, because, like, in the beginning, people, you know, you guys would just... You used to say to me, "He's just a clown. Uh, Why don't you... And some of the, you know, pundits, uh, you know, the ex-start players who don't play anymore, they used to say, you know, stop stop dressing up and stop doing your hair and everything, Mm. practice some darts. And you know, you know, Eric Bristol was one of them. to Say it to me, but you know, a couple of years down the road, he said you've done a fantastic job and keep on doing what you're doing. What did it mean for you
4: to step out on that stage as the defending champion of this incredible championship
6: and have fans? In yeah, not to have. To, so. I know, it's been uh, you know bad news for everybody. You know, uh, not just darts. You know, all, all the sports, all the football and. And stuff like that, and uh, obviously people going to pantomimes and stuff like that. You know, taking the kids and everything, they're all going to miss out on just stuff. You know, before Christmas, it's horrible. But you know, we can do it next year. You know? Can you do it this
4: year? Can, can I? We go
6: on did you see my double ten? Exactly the same. not yeah. <laughs> exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. Uh, I'm happy with the setup. I didn't play well, but I didn't didn't have to play well so you know normally i need pushed so i've got a few days off some cooking to do and uh, a little bit of practice and i'm back after christmas
4: you have mentioned it so i may as well follow up the darts i know you chop and change Personally, i don't think it makes that much difference you're able to throw 12 no i I
6: like i like these ones better i like these ones better than last year's ones so you know
4: you have a your favourite to come through your quarterback job. Your third favourite to win our title, but it's a very, very difficult-looking path you've got through. You
6: could have to beat some real top players on the way. To the title yeah, but that's game after game after game. but that's what you're supposed to do, aren't you? Beat all top players to win it. Doesn't matter, does it? You've do gotta you got to just.
4: Do you feel this is as open as it's ever been? It?
6: Yes, uh, and especially now. Obviously, obviously not letting the crowds in. You're gonna, you know, Jose's going to. Happy, uh, Dimitri. He's going to be happy. Rob Cross is going to s- so say we ain't going to have, you know, them, them players. Just going to enjoy it, and but it's going to be, you know, difficult uh, because they expect the crowd behind them. You know, uh, so you know, it, it, there's going to be some players. There's going to be some upsets. So from a personal
4: point of view, obviously, you want the fans. In. Do you think you're? If
6: the fans are in, you're more likely. to Do, Do you think it helps other players not having the fans in? You're one. You're in. Yeah, I need I need fans, but uh, the difference with the Alley Pally when I come up at that hill in, in uh, the minibus uh, it's different compared to sorry Coventry and, and Milton Keynes. Uh, yeah, so I've. I'm gonna imagine them crowds there in my head. So, thank you. cheers then. Peter,
3: you talked about it there, coming up
6: the hill. Were
3: there butterflies? were there a little bit of little bit of nerves coming up that hill for the first time
6: since? Last yes. Year? Yeah. Definitely. Uh it's, it's nice to come up the hill. I know. I called. Uh, I always call her. Her, uh, Alexandra. Uh, you know. Always call her, uh, and she welcomes me here. And so uh, it's like when I come up the hill, and, you know, in my head, she go oh, welcome back world champion. And, uh, you know, it's good to be back.
3: Talked about not being pushed there. At 2-0, did you maybe switch off a little bit and let Steve back in then? Because you weren't,
6: there was nothing coming back at that time. Well, in the practice, <laughs> in the practice, uh, like when we was up on stage, I was, I was in 180s and, and stuff like 140s. And I thought, oh, they're going, should, I should kick on and try and get him off stage because he's dangerous, you know, and he proved that. But, you know, being on the nine, and uh, but I think it was obviously difficult for Steve because he was, you know, being here hours and hours before me, getting ready for his first game, trying to win his first game and getting up, and then trying to get up for the end of the night is very hard, you know. I, I found it difficult in the players' championships. Uh, in the semi-finals uh, I just had no energy at all I just had nothing against Merv no disrespect to Merv but he, he didn't have to play play anything really uh, and, but he done fantastic in that tournament In terms of
3: yourself is it a help that you have, now, haven't got a
6: plan since after Christmas you got some rest time obviously No, I, want, I wanted to play before Christmas and to have another Christmas outfit <laughs> but now I've got to wait till afterwards so no uh, but yeah, it's going to feel like a different tournament, uh, a brand new tournament to me. Uh, so, uh, you know, I've got to get myself ready for that and make sure whoever I play, you know, it could be Nico Cruz, could be Gabriel, could be uh, Nico's opponent. don't know, but, you know, I've got I'll make sure I brush up my doubles and hit, uh, score lots more. Thank you. Cheers,
3: Phil. Have had a couple
6: of bad experiences in the past in the first round of wearing wacky outfits? Did <laughs> you mind it might on you? Yeah, you know, it, it, it did a little bit because uh, I remember Barney telling me one year when I lost to uh, uh, uh he said, y- you know, the people you're playing uh, think you're, you know, you're a clown for doing it. But I don't care it's because it's me just going trying to make people happy if I lose or lose if I don't I don't what did Steve say
5: to you on stage did it sort of upset
6: anything when you got on stage or was there sort of anything no he was he was fine because uh, I was getting ready in the back room and he's going what are you doing all, putting gloves on and all this scarf he's going there you go he said it's brilliant you know uh, Steve Steve was fine you know I said I said to him doesn't matter if I was playing you or anybody I was dressing up as a Grinch for this for this game so uh, no you know no dis- disrespect and finally you
7: also had the weird
5: water game as well didn't it? That <laughs> seemed to, sort of,
6: that seemed to sort of that laughing moment for like, it to both since you off. Yeah yeah it did uh, you know uh, obviously cuz Steve had played up his his first game up on stage and that was his table so it's like obviously he went back there and I I, I, I looked I looked around and I was him with my bottle all going so that's why I had to go up to it. Steve it's your table over there <laughs> thank you Peter do you think having fans in there allows you to show a bit more of your personality?
5: experience
6: yes yeah it, you get you get more you get more nervous you've got the, the adrenaline pump through your veins and I think it's 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 nice uh, Knowing that you're going out there, even if they're booing you or you know cheering on the other player and stuff like that, it spurs you on. You know that you know when they, they boo me when I was going for a double and stuff like that, and it doesn't matter. But it's nice.
5: Of course, there's, there's
4: still a challenge It's a very slim challenge that we may see fans post Christmas Would that be a
6: boost to you? And how much would you like Yeah, I'd I'd love it. You know, uh, I'm sure the fans would like to. You know, come and see the darts after Christmas, and you know, fingers crossed. Hopefully, you know, people can keep keep safe and keep and then keep the the R number down, and uh, uh, we'll be back with the crowds. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yes, I was, uh, but I just feel gutted for the other players that are playing, you know, the wrestle tournament uh, up until Christmas. Uh, especially the players who haven't been here before, you know, because it's it's an amazing place to come and play darts, The best place to come and play arts, and it's a, the biggest stage and it's scariest stage. But with a crowd in there, it's even scarier. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah no I'm gutted for them that they ain't got that atmosphere, you know, because you know when they're beating the underdog all the crowd'll be behind them and stuff like that. So I you know it's a bit of a shame. Is it, is it uh, in this case is that even the same as it's especially
7: played and especially?
6: It's, well, uh, you know, the, all I can talk is about the, the past uh, games I've played, uh, uh, tournaments. No, it's not the same for me. Uh, but other players have managed to switch on and do well. Uh, but the difference is, it's a special place. You know, it's just look, just look at this inside here. It's just, it's amazing. So, uh, as I said before, you know, I'll imagine that crowd cheering me on. Thank you, bud. Thank you. Pete Right there talking in his press
2: conference afterwards and we're going to move on now to a story that I think is is going to transcend the world of darts a little bit. Uh, Diego Portela 3, Steve, Be- uh, Steve Beaton nil. That's not necessarily the big story in that match, PB. It was more the press conference afterwards, which we'll hear in a second. Um, to hear a man speak so candidly, I think about the fact that he thought about committing suicide in such a dark year that we've all had. First of all, take some guts. That's the first takeaway I've got. And secondly, I think it might sort of relieve people to think that, well, if a sports star is thinking like that, I mean, you know, I appreciate it's not an MVG, a, a right or a price, but to think that darts players thinking like that. And, I, and if I'm thinking like that, that's okay because someone else who's up there on that big stage can think like that. It takes it a takes really, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of effort to do that and, and to think that, that you can be so frank about it.
3: Yeah, look, it was... You could tell something was brewing from his start interview. Um, and then he came into us and pretty much broke down. There was tears. And when you listen to the year he's had, it's been... Ridiculous. I know we've all had tough years, but obviously you got a lot of abuse online. Then the, one of the most magical moments of any person's life, the birth of his first child, didn't go according to plan. Um, obviously, he explains in the interview how she, she wasn't well and had to have life-saving surgery and everything like this. And look, I think it just all became too much for him. But there, there, there's an upside to all this as well that, people seem to be forgetting that he knew he needed help, he spoke out, he went to the PDPA and got help.
2: Yeah. And and like I say, Gob, the fact that you are willing to admit that you need that help takes a lot for a person to do. I'm not I'm not trying to suggest that, you know, we obviously will talk about the game itself in a second, but this is obviously the biggest story of the lot. The fact that he can come up there and go and perform like that on that stage, and take out let's end with the word for it a legend.
1: Yeah, it's massive. And like I said, that that first step of knowing you need or want to talk to somebody is massive. And I genuinely don't think there there can be as many campaigns and, and social media posts and, and trends and things to encourage people, and still it is so so difficult to do. Like. I've I've been there myself. Like it's it's not easy. I literally got dragged into a room by somebody else. Um, and at that point, the minute you're there, like there's just a massive weight off your shoulders. The minute you first open up, it's absolutely huge. So to to take that first step is absolutely worth it. Like I can't explain or comprehend the things that others have done for me to put me back on track. So for him to a uh, uh, level in the environment that he's in as well under far more intensive stress and pressure and the year that we've had is is massive. And the performance from him was superb as well. That that wasn't the Steve Beaton that we know. Don't get me wrong, his Pally Pally record isn't the greatest, um, but he's still a more than capable dart player. Um, but the first set wasn't great, but after that, Portella really grew into the match and that was mm-hmm. what impressed me the most. The way that he just kicked on through the different gears. Obviously we had no idea the emotion behind this performance to begin with but to be able to grow into the match, to put that aside and to keep putting the pressure on Steve and just getting better and better through the three sets was superb and I know that he's been in and around the team that, that Glenn Durant is in and they meet next and that won't be easy but I just think with the emotion of the game as well he's really got a chance to change his life again
2: he certainly does let's hear from him now and then what we'll do is we'll come back and we'll dissect the game because i think i need to talk about steve Beaton a little bit but first of all let's hear from uh, diego portella here he is in his press conference now the
4: first brazilian to win at the world championship at that moment on stage Special one of the day
5: of the it was. Yeah, um, it would be special any other year, really, that I played that. And uh, it, I got really close against Romelu Lukaku two years ago, but it was even more special this year because I went to some really dark places. We talked already, and uh, I said how um, struggling I was mentally, and um, I thought about about quitting. darts, so I didn't even supposed to play here. You know, it was just an invitation. Which I'm really glad from the from the BDC, I really appreciate it. But um, I really wanna darts. I really want to make that speaking in South America, in Brazil mainly, but South America as well. And uh, I think this wing could could mean something there really.
4: It's been a long journey.
5: It has, really. I think I would get in my second attempt against uh, Rome I'm not not saying against Peter Wright, because first, first year I was really nervous and I, I still managed to get a, a, a set of him, but when I opened the first two sets against um, Rome Willikamp, I thought I would take him and he just brought his a plus game, and nothing could drew it really. But uh, when I when I got two sets ahead of Steve, now I just thinking, queue in the next set. Don't don't let him get any anywhere near you. And um, I think I did quite well there, Yeah, really. We saw the emotion pour out of you at the end. How did you manage to keep
4: it in check throughout that? Night?
5: I didn't <laughs> uh, I was so nervous thinking about everything. I was thinking that my first wing would get closer and closer when I, when I went to New Up in the second set, I think I was new up, yeah. Uh, and then he got a set uh he got a leg. I was just like, Okay, that's your leg, just keep going and t- take take your chances and you only needed one more dot really. Uh it's, it's a win for myself you know everyone like thanks everyone else but what I've been through this year I, I don't wish for my worst enemy you know it was it was bad really went to dark places in my head and uh, it was just to prove how how strong I am really and uh, I think I did quite well What
4: have you been through that's been jeopardised your chances of doing something special something magical
5: Oh, it was just too much, you know, I just, I had my uh, first kid, my daughter Diana, and uh, she was born with some condition in her in the stomach and she had to go through surgery. And um, the, the hospital didn't accept, like, both of the parents, it was just one on another. Well, my wife, Ariana, had to feed her, but she couldn't carry her. So it was a nightmare and uh, after that Ariana had a post-birth depression as well and I had to handle everything and when everything was finished kind of hit me, you know, I was thinking about killing myself and everything else and uh, to come over in only 2 or 3 months and win my first game on the stage. What can I say?
4: I know. Yeah, so okay. proud, of that. and this has taken a lot of work, and a lot of graft and effort to get here. But this is your dream. This is the thing you've been chasing for years. This, this. Do you think that what's happened tonight can really change?
5: It? Yeah, of course. It Just proved to myself how strong I am to to reach hot boron. And uh to come come over and be Steve Beaton that one of the best players ever. You know, world champion being the top thirty two of the BDC for the last twenty years. If I can be him, what I can't be others. Seriously. Sorry guys. I need to
4: Cheers.
5: It's coming too for you.
4: Do you want a
3: minute? Yeah, go on. Here you go. Diogo, obviously you just talked about that. I won't ask you to go over it again, but is this the light at the end of the tunnel now? Can you now see how much this means to you And his say? Is this the recovery?
5: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's what I needed, you know. Because I've been like I've been playing well for the, you know the first two or three years that I've been in the PDC, even not having the tour card, I managed to win Challenge two and keep myself in the pro tours. So I did well in the Q School two years ago, and um, you know, and I just couldn't get a win, a decent win, a decent run uh, under my belt, and to keep losing six five, six five, six four, six five, just one break of throw, it was a nightmare for me um i've been out of i've been out of to be honest i i didn't get my tool card for one point in the year that i went to uh, european tour, and because one double in the year before that and these two years i didn't go to the uk open on a comeback you know yeah. on the time they they had a uh, UK Open qualifiers, and that really hurt me, you know, because I was nearly there but not making it, you know, and, and I was just getting disappointed because I knew I was good, I knew I was playing well, we're just not getting the results on the man And these results was, you know, top of everything. I think that's why I played DAS, is to get moments like that, really, and uh, I should put it in my mind and that was just to prove myself how good I am, and, uh, and I can do it over and over again.
3: In a year that mental health has been talked about so much and such an importance, what you just said there, can you be a role model to these youngsters that are struggling as well, and they can look at you and how dark you've been to come out the other side, and they can draw the same strength from you?
5: You know what, uh, I think I was playing Modus online, and, um, and I had a, a bad day. I think I went, I went to the hospital to stay with my daughter and I was awake all day, all night and uh, come back just to play modus because my wife had a cut in the, in her salary so I had to do that to, to try to compensate the, the, the money we've been losing. And um, on that day, uh, I finished the day, I messaged my manager and said, you know, I quit and uh, I was not talking about my, my thoughts. And uh, uh, and uh, at the same time, I messaged Alan Warner and I said, mate, I need your help. And uh, Alan introduced me to Sporting Chance and I've been in therapy for two or three months and they helped me a lot, so I I wish I had open open up uh, before, you know, maybe a month before that when everything was was happening to me. I just I just want to tell everyone that the sooner you open up, the better it is. You know, don't don't be afraid, really. Don't be afraid to to, to open up to anyone. Look for a specialist, you know, and uh, and believe them because. What they did to me was was amazing.
2: So, like we say, Portella, it's a fantastic story and the fact that he's opened up. Let's just talk about the game really, really quickly before we move on. I think this is a very important point here. I think from one all in the second set, that 1-2-8, that set him up, double-8, to hold him throwing the third, in the third leg of that set, he just steamrolled beaten from there because the game was, let's be honest about it, a bit drab. There was no really very cagey affair to start off with before Portella grew into the game. And, and God... You said, there, you said there about the fact that he's obviously got one more game and he can win one more game and see what happens. I think a lot of people are going to be rooting for him now because of how open he's been about this.
1: Yeah, I definitely think so. Like, it, it, It's a horrible way to, to say it now, but it, it is a story. People will admire the, the bravery it takes to speak out like that. They'll get behind him now. He'll have... Supporters that want to see him achieve and continue, and there's a lot of pressure on this young man's shoulders. Let's let's be honest. He started his career on the, the Sky One Show 180, but in terms of his achievements, he's constantly carrying an entire continent really on his shoulders in this sport. Mm. Because if he doesn't achieve, the PDC move on. They, they don't use that as a hotbed. They don't keep giving you the invitationals, the rankings, the invites to these sort of events. So every time he gets up on a PDC stage, he almost has to perform in order for Brazil to keep going to the World Cup, for South America to keep getting a a regional spot as as a qualifier for these World Championships. And that's absolutely massive pressure on the shoulders of the man. And the more and more he wins, the better it is for him, the sport and the development of the game all over.
2: He, okay, so, while well, obviously there's a high for Diego Portela there, PB, there is that low for Steve Beaton who just seems to be coming towards the end of a very, very glittering career. There's no doubt about that, former world champion, that former, you know, over at the Lakeside, he's been at the PDC and made 20 straight world match plays, 30 straight world championships. There were signs to me there tonight that this could be the end for Steve. I don't want him to, to knock off the tour and, you know what I mean, I don't want him to be in a position where he's going to fall off the edge of a cliff with the tour card, but unless he changes something sooner rather than later, it, it, it's going to happen.
3: I, bold prediction here, I think this could have been the last time we see Steve Beaton at a World Championship. I totally agree with you. Me too. Um, I think look, totally agree with you, When you get to Steve Beaton's status, you deserve some flack. I'm, I'm sorry, you, you deserve some some leeway here because I'm pretty sure that over lockdown, he hasn't picked them up. Um, I think he's pretty comfortable in life. I think he's been wise with money. He's invested. So, darts is isn't the be-all and end-all to him. Will he have practised much? I don't think so. I think he will serve out. He'll he'll turn up at tournaments whilst he's got his tour card. But that's as far as it goes. There's nothing behind it anymore. And unfortunately, to play at this level, you need to practise. You need to put it in. And I think the heart and the desire, from what I've seen over recent times sadly left the Adonis, and I think we will see very little of him on TV stages from
2: now on. I totally agree with you. Matt. I think this is this could be the the, the, the real closing, you know, the, the, the final chapter of the book, if you like, <laughs> of the career of Steve Beaton. But let's uh, move it on a little bit now. We'll talk about a guy who's who's. He's, starring, he's been playing fantastically well all year long in the shape of Jeff Smith, Phil, and uh, he's sent home the, one of the rising stars of the game in the shape of Keane Barry. He wins by three sets to one, but Keen will be kicking himself. There's no doubt about that one. Uh, 100%. It doesn't matter if you're
3: Keen Barry, Michael Van Gogh and Peter Wright. If after two sets you have missed 17 darts at a double, you are not going to win games. End of. No ifs, no buts. That was the Achilles heel. He was undone tonight by his finishing. Um, And I think he, I know he throws quick, but tonight he seems super quick to me. Mm. Um, And against a wily old fox
2: like Jeff, you can't do it. The thing for me is that he, he managed to get back into the game. Held his throw in the third set, and you're thinking, okay, okay, here we go. Then he goes and breaks in that third, in the fourth set, and you're thinking, hello, here we go. This could be one of the games that we were talking about. This is where we wanted to see crucial moment. Obviously, you, two sets nil down. That's that's a crucial thing as it is. You get it back to two one. You're two one ahead in the fourth set against the darts. He then missed two at double 16 to go, and win that fifth, to go and win that fourth set and take it to a decider where you've got the darts. I appreciate he's young, so we're going to have to try and measure expectations here again, but I'm not being funny. We have A lot of people, including us here on this podcast, have put a lot of faith in King Barry at this point at 18 years of age. I'm still of the opinion that he's probably one of the greatest talents that I have seen come through darts but performances like that on the big stage ain't going to help you. Do you know what I mean? It's that sort of take it from one hand and give it from another. Do you know what I mean? It's weird.
3: Yeah, look. He'll he'll learn from it. um, Absolutely. But you can't make make those mistakes over and over again. Um, Hopefully, it's... A one-off is the wrong word, but hopefully he's learnt and Hmm. will learn. Because we saw in the set that he won and probably most of the last set until the last leg when his scoring boots was on Jeff didn't get near him he completely
2: blew him away scoring wise well here's one for you he won he won his legs in 15 and then two 14s held through yeah that's yeah. just brilliant brilliant there's no doubt about that. Uh, Gob, just a quick one, obviously, because you, you, we're all big fans of, my name's Jeff. Uh, however, he obviously have got a a big game tomorrow afternoon as we're recording this now, the day as you're listening, against Chris Dobie. Now, we always said that whoever gets through that court, that, that, that game between Jeff and Keane is going to give Doby a tough test. And while there wasn't much, I don't think, from Jeff, again, as I say, this is a really... I'll be honest with you. Really boring night of action, it must be said. There's some, there's sort of something there. I thought from Jeff towards the back end of that game, where I thought, okay, if you improve your doubling a little bit, you might just get a, give Dobie a scare tomorrow.
1: Yeah, no, I, I still think so. Even after this, even after this performance, I still think there is a chance that Chris Dobie falls as a seeded player. Um, Smith's got the experience. He, he's been in a BDO final. He's another one that perhaps I would have looked at schedule management a little bit more in the last few months. A lot of players seem to have taken the event before for a couple of events and then travelled back specifically for the Worlds, and I'd have liked to see that break a little bit earlier, give yourself a tournament or two to get yourself back playing darts in the country, settled, and then go on to the World Championships. So I think there's there's a little bit of slack for the travel and, and not really playing darts over the last couple of weeks. If he gets himself set in the tournament, he's experienced enough. I don't think Chris Dobie's playing that well. We spent a lot of time this year talking up our hopes and expectations for Chris Dobie. He started pretty brightly, looked like he was playing a lot of online darts, and he thought that would set him in good stead. And he just hasn't delivered at any of the level that we've expected him to. So I think tomorrow, genuinely, is a bit of a toying cost.
2: Oh, my course. worry... A toy a cost, cost. <laughs> you know, It's late, I'll give you that.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, I'll give you that. Sorry, PB, before we go and hear from Smith. Yes. My worry for Dobie
3: tomorrow is no fans. And I go back to the Premier League night Milton Keynes when there was no fans, and I think he averaged eighty three, didn't look comfortable or look like he enjoyed it at all.
2: Should be interesting. That's a
3: concern for me
2: it will be very interesting you are totally correct when you think that but let's sit from jess smith now in his press
7: conference after his 3-1 win over keen barry yeah it's plain and simple i had to beat him 3-1 or i was going to lose the match what i was going through my mind and he was up 2 one and i said i'm gonna have to do him these two legs and if i don't i'm i'm in trouble and uh, just because he is an explosive player, he's, he's fantastic to, uh, to watch. He's a good kid. But uh, you know what I mean? A couple, couple clutch finishes there. I think I put him under pressure and, and worked out in the right end for me.
4: Is that the difference in experience? think? I mean, it is a strange situation, particularly this year's all in know world Championship with
7: the sort of semi-crowd that we have. Yeah, it's completely different because tonight's crowd is going to be different than tomorrow night's crowd and, and you know what I mean and and I've been in Keane's boots and I know what it's like for him in the situation he was in and I knew he was going to be a bit under pressure and, and I had to apply pressure and lucky enough a couple of doubles went in for me at the right times and, and that was really only the difference because I didn't play my best starts.
4: We've talked Quite a lot since you got back on the tour about this being your first real go at PDC dots. You're here, you've got to the World Championship. That's objective one, but you genuinely feel that winning it is not out of the question.
7: Yeah, I'm, I'm not done from what I'm, what I'm, where I'm at right now, and you know what I mean. I've looked at my draw, and and I'm I'm quite happy with it. Chris is a fantastic player. Obviously, he's he's should be favorite going in, but there's not one part of me that doesn't think that I can't beat him and uh and he should be thinking the same thing or or he shouldn't be here but uh yeah it's i'm just going to get up there do what i do and and i'm not going to get any, out of anybody's way and that's just the way it is
4: when you say you've at the draw are you one of these players that looks at your next game or are you looking beyond that you look at well, this section of this section i quite like where i'm sat here aren't be playing peter right in the quarterfinals
7: yeah, and I'd be quite happy with that. It's, like I said, if I've had a good year this year, uh, like I said, I've I've had some ups, I've had some downs, but uh, you know what I mean. I, I pin that down to COVID and and the situations that we all been in, and everybody's going through the same stuff. But realistically, as a first-year player in the PDC, again, from you know what I mean, I, I had a torque card, but I never used it before. And uh, this year, I, I have to put a feather in my cap that I've had a good year, and and I just continue to go on.
4: Do you think the situation this year with COVID playing stuff behind closed doors and just the general change to the calendar, do you think it's been a level? Do you think it's opened up opportunity or do you think it's just the cream has risen to the top because they're better able to be in this situation?
7: I think you've seen other players that are on the outside looking in have taken full advantage of a non-crowd situation. You know what I mean? I've seen other players comment on it with, uh, with without a crowd. It's a completely different environment. And uh you know what I mean it, 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 and hats off to them we 're in a completely different time right now with with what 's going on in the world, and you know hats off to the PDC to be um, even be able to host this thing because other parts of the world are shut down right now, so you know what i mean i 'm just a dart player as well as anybody else, and, and just happy to be here and able to play be
3: tomorrow, no good luck.
7: hopefully thank you
3: yes, sir. Jeff, just touching on obviously that, you are so happy that you played on opening night because you 've got the atmosphere of the crowd may be the
7: only let's say few players that have gone and get that in this tournament yeah and to be honest with you I think the uh, majority of the crowd were for Keane at one point in that match and I found that quite difficult because I have had to deal with that for the last year and uh, you know what I mean it's, it's it is it, tomorrow's tomorrow's a completely different situation again and, and other guys that are coming in tomorrow night didn't have to deal with what we did tonight and you know what I mean? I'm just just happy I was able to, to get through it, work my way, and and here we are.
3: For you, what was it like when you heard the news that we'd only get crowds for a day? Was was it crushing?
7: I was disappointed because I know how hard the PDC has worked to make this this all happen for everybody, and and you know what I mean. Matt Porter has put so many hours in <laughs> to to make this work, and and for to go back into tier three, I think in London. Like I said, it reminds you of home because I'm in a similar situation with lockdown with orange and and yellow and whatnot, but uh, it, it, yeah, it's, it's a tough situation for everybody.
3: Into the last 64 now, when you're new on tour like you are, is it imperative that you do things like this in the World Championships if you want to get into that top 64 as quick as possible?
7: If if anywhere you're going to climb, this is where it's going to be because there's so much money involved. Uh, you know what I mean I, I've been in this situation a couple of times before obviously and I missed it last year and I was I was heartbroken because I I had to dart at the ball to uh, to advance and get here and I didn't make it put Danny Baggish in and and Danny's a fantastic player but at the same time it it was heartbreaking that I didn't play and and to be back I'm just I'm completely happy to be here.
3: All goes well tomorrow and obviously you beat Chris Dobie spending Christmas I guess in in the UK because of everything that goes on is that going
7: to be tough spending it away from home yeah we've had that conversation my family back home and if if I win again tomorrow night then then that means I'm going to miss Christmas and hopefully New Year's with any luck but uh, I've got such great family back home they support me like nobody else and uh, you know what I mean they're they're fully behind me advancing Jeff
3: congratulations
7: thank you very much you bet so a
2: quick one then, just a reminder of the World Championship day one results, as I say, it wasn't really let's just say, gentlemen, will this be going on Sky Sports' Darts Classics anytime soon this evening? No. No. Uh
1: it's Steve fair, West, it's, it's open at night, it's a bit edgy. It's not been the year we've expected. There's big money on this tournament. It's it's a semi weird environment. Probably
2: uh, proper like, weird environment tomorrow.
1: I genuinely think that some of these players would have preferred to have played with no crowd whatsoever. Because it's a weird noise that 1,000 people, like you can pick out individual sounds. You get 3,500 in there at Premier League events or, or any of your big televised events. When they're full with your tiered seating, with your tables, making noise constantly, that's completely different to being able to pick out the odd voice perhaps if there's no constant wall of sound. And I think that's a completely different pressure to play in front of. So I genuinely think some of these players might have fared better with no crowd and the crowd noise pumped in or or a full crowd. Don't get me wrong, to get fans back in the building was amazing. And we said on the show last night how devastated we are, that the rules of the tier changed in London again. So all the hard work has has been sledgehammered, if you like, but... uh, it's great to have them back, but in terms of being a player, I think I'd prefer it at the opposite, at one of the extremes. I'm not sure that middle would suit me as a player.
2: Well, it, if, well, for, obviously it changes tomorrow and uh, for the rest of round one. So here we go in round two. So here we go. Uh, round one results then tonight: Steve West three, Amit Giletwala, nil, Diego Portela three, Steve beaten nil, uh, Jeff Smith three, Keen Barry one, and then the round two games sees the world champion safely into uh, round two Peter Wright three Steve West one even I can't say anything now because you're right (laughs) Uh, moving on then so uh, look I'm not going to do performance of the night and disappointment of the night because there's a lot of things that we can talk about but I think generally the performance of the night for me is Peter Wright's Grinch costume would we agree on that (laughs) Um, there isn't certain, any... I'm not be funny, but to me, I don't think there was a standout performance from anybody tonight.
3: No. Um, no. Not in terms of darts. There's standouts after you know the meaning behind some of the games. Correct. However, taking that account, just what I saw on the hockey, was there a standout performance for me? No. Um, look, we'll, we'll wax lyrical when players were amazing – but we'll also go the other way, and we're not like others that will. Oh, well, we played all right. No, I didn't enjoy the night nice starts in terms of no. darting action.
2: Uh, it might be funny. I, I've been building up this for, for weeks and all that sort of stuff, and. This is an opening night. You just think, mm. but we get a double session though tomorrow, gentlemen, the first of many. How happy are we? Uh, from 12 o'clock tomorrow, we have got Ryan Joyce against Carol Sedlacek, Ross Smith versus David Evans, and then Willie O'Connor against Niels Zonneveld There, round two game tomorrow, obviously in the afternoon, is Chris Dobie against Jeff Smith. The evening session sees this. Max Hop against Gordon Mathers. Callum Ridge against James Bailey. Adam Hunt takes on Lisa Ashton, and the rounds of game is Glenn Durant against Diogo Portella. Uh, Jack, i be Garwood, because I love you. Uh, you can have first pick of a game of the day there tomorrow out of all those eight games. Which one are you looking forward to the
1: most? Do you know what, There's a couple of absolute belters in there, um, but it's between two for me. Ryan Joyce, Carroll said the check, could be an absolute belter. Ryan Joyce is. Out of nowhere, really. One of, if not the best double 16 hitter in the world. It's crazy how good that man is yeah. on that double when he's motivated and puts effort in. I think where he's let himself down in the past is is just a clear lack of motivation on the hockey. And Karol Sodercheck's been superb this year. Really enjoyed watching him play. Um, but the one I'm actually going to go for is Ross Smith, David Evans. They are two very, very... Similar darters, in my opinion. They're both fantastic on the treble 20s when they find that first dart. They're both more than capable of chucking in a big finish at the right time. I think they both just get up and throw their darts. They play the game in the right way. There won't be any excessive celebrations. There won't be any dart arts, if you like. It will just be a good, slog game of darts. and I'm really looking forward to that one.
3: Phil Bars. Before I come on to Geordie Shore Wednesday, <laughs> um, <laughs> before we go, yes. obviously not many people will have seen it tonight, but I'm not going to lie, it was heartbreaking watching them pack the tables up.
2: Yeah, I, I, I of, saw a photo, I at, saw a photo on Twitter.
3: play, I'm not going to lie, it was genuinely heartbreaking to, to, to watch um, and the quotes will be out because Barry did some stuff with the papers, let's just say he's not a happy boy, and he lets everyone know. <laughs> um, no, Barry Hearn, Barry
2: in sorry, Barry Hearn speaking his mind. God, imagine my shock! There was that. There, there was
3: no punches held back. That is for sure. But anyway, move, move, moving on to Jordy Shaw, YI day. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, to to yes. be fair, I actually, I actually agree with Gob. I'm looking forward to Ross Smith and David Evans. I think that could be an absolute belter. Um Because I'm not going to go the same. Yeah. Even though I think he's right, I'm going to go Dobie Smith. But if he hadn't, if I'd have gone first, I'd have said Smith Evans as, as well. If I'm being honest. I think tomorrow could be quite apart from one or two um, especially the evening the evening session looks very one-sided to me
2: I think it does I think Adam Hunt versus Lisa Ashton look do I think that we're going to be seeing 105 110 averages from the pair of them probably not but do I expect that to go probably average mid 90 40% on the doubles and probably go to a last set yeah I do I'm really that's probably my game of the day Tomorrow? Can
1: I admit oh, but- something right now? Yes. I've been doing some predictions with some uni friends that they've, they're they doing a the spreadsheet. I simply don't have time to manage it. But I've backed Lisa tomorrow. I've changed my mind.
2: Interesting.
3: To be fair, for me, in the evening session, that's the only close game.
2: Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair point.
3: To be fair,
1: I, like, I, j- I, Yeah. I don't... But- it's not That's been disrespectful, one... but I don't expect a lot from the Oceanic boys this year. there's the and times. James, Mathers and James Bailey are, are, are two very, very steady, good dart players. But I just think the way this year has gone, uh, we haven't heard a lot from the DPA. I think a lot of their qualifying events are cancelled. I'm not sure their tour was as extensive this year. I'm just not expecting a lot from either of those two. No, I completely agree. No you? World Series either. So they haven't had the TV exposure this year, like... Uh, Can we just get
2: Jermaine Wattemane and Luke Humphreys to play each other again in the second round, that'd be be ace. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Look, uh, I mean, like you say, the the Adam Hunt-Leach-Russia game is the game that I'm very much looking forward to tomorrow. I think that's going to be a really good game. And like you say, top one, Ryan joyce carroll check intrigues me as well. So that's going to be very, very interesting. But we are out of time for the World Championship daily, day one. do you know what? I'm going to make an apology here, listener. Um, I apologise for being really downbeat. We should be really upbeat because it's day one of the world championships, for God's sake. But like we say, there just wasn't, I don't think anything to get excited by, but it is a long tournament indeed. Jack aubrey would feel Bars, thank you very much as always for joining us here. Uh, on the World Championship daily, uh, actually, the boys are back together tomorrow night. All three of us are back together, but of course, we're going to be getting every one of our red team uh, on the World Championship daily, of course, uh, throughout the tournament. So you met all. I'm of glad you team. told
3: me that because that means I've not um, got to look at the road, and I know I'm on.
2: <laughs> well, you know, don't worry. First two nights we're going to put it on, and then after that, it's all <laughs> chaos, really. So it's going to be fun. That, uh, but like I say, all the team are going to be on uh, the. Uh, the World Championship daily out the tournament really excited to get them on obviously if you haven't already met them you can do online dance live lands right now via YouTube and also as well you can listen to it on the podcast which is literally the last one we've
3: First of this. all no because I've had a chance to tell them the boys smashed it on the live lounge a new one Cam and um, Luke did really really amazing as did all the lads when we did the meet the team and we clipped it all together so really really excited with the group that we have
1: here now
2: Definitely, definitely.
1: Can they I just say, brilliant. Jar? You're lucky you edit this. I was really kicked off this and all.
2: <laughs> That's the only reason. That's the only reason why I'm here. Uh, that is very, very true, actually. Uh, but do you know what? I'm, ten, I'm. Do you know what I'm thinking? I'm going to turn into full Gary, go get full Gary Neville of Monday Night Football, and just take the odd one off and just see when I get on because we all know that the audience wants me. Right, moving swiftly on, we've got to wrap this up. Uh, oh, just just out of interest, Jar, before we go there, how big is go, that thumbprint already? It is. It is. It is very. It is. It is quite big. Uh, purely and simply because. Purely and simply because uh, some some of, the, some of us don't, don't actually have the family live in the UK and they're heading over to uh, Ireland for for a couple of weeks for Christmas. So forgive me oh, while we're midway through the World Championships.
3: That sounds like a you problem, not a me problem.
1: And <laughs> 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 it's not very professional, that Jar.
3: And just, just, just <laughs> have interest. Sorry, just have interest. Tricks, when buzz. you went, when you went on first date, did you not explain to her the rules of December and July match play and world championships?
2: I did, I did. But she's going, she's going home for two weeks. To be fair, she's heading to Ireland, so I basically do have the majority of Christmas to myself on this one. So I can. It's fine. Plus, as well, more importantly, as well, when have we ever been professional on this show, Gob? Let's be honest yeah, about I, it now.
1: Yeah. Oh, Fair but, point. By the way, I should uh, probably stop now because I didn't actually fill the rotor in properly and I've got to go and after have <laughs> swap one of the days around and it's because it's the day I return to Nottingham I want to spend time with my partner <laughs> So
2: <that's... laughs> I love it uh, the cell facts are throwing in
1: absolutely so, yeah, brilliant I should, I, should, I should probably stop now and we should probably end the pod and say thank you to Rob for listening <laughs> we
3: we, we should say thanks guys and hi hi Roach and hi Poppy yeah absolutely (laughs) right
1: (laughs)
2: absolutely right grand Uh, from from all of us here on the online Darts team do you know what this is what happens when the darts isn't good we just start rambling about everything it's brilliant but thank you very much Steve for listening we hope you've enjoyed it it is great fun we really do appreciate you doing so come back to us day two tomorrow we have eight games so hopefully it's going to be some quality there we do hope on this one after tonight but what have we learned? Peter Wright looks amazing as the Grinch. That's what we definitely have learned. He beat Steve West, who beat Amit Gitawala at 3-0. He loses uh, 3-1 to Peter Wright, and he's the first man through to round three of the William Hill World Darts Championship. Diego Portella comes through. It's 3-0 against Steve Beaton, but that is not the big story. The big story is how we can do that while battling depression. Diego, from all of us here, you are a hero, and we absolutely love you. And Jeff Smith beats uh, King Barry 3-1. Not much to talk about there. King Barry will be missing his doubles but Jeff Smith comes through where he plays Chris Doby tomorrow afternoon. Diogo out of plays Glenn Durant tomorrow evening. We will see you for day two of the World Championship Day. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back same time, same place tomorrow where we'll be bringing you all the reaction to day two. From us all, take care and enjoy the World Championships. See you soon.
0: it.